Good morning. So as part of, oh, let's, let's go about it this way. Um, there can be times where you go to um, a bar, or you go to a restaurant, okay? And you, um, you walk out and you're like, wow, I just had the best meal I've had in weeks. And you feel, you feel full and you feel satisfied, right? But it can happen, they'll enter a place and you'll walk out hungry. Usually it would happen because the food isn't that good and you didn't eat a lot. But sometimes it can happen that the food is so good that you walk out with, hungry. How do you think that's possible? The food was so good that you feel like, I want more of this. I want to taste some more. I want to taste something else that the chef makes. Just a drug. And meaning you weigh your appetite um, to the point where you want more of it and you want even more that you never feel like you're satisfied. Um, so interestingly, as part of Moshe's um, description of what happened in the desert, right, the whole Sefer Dvar, Moshe's going through what happened and reminding the Jewish people, rebuking them, etc. He mentions in the parsha this week, Vaya'ancha, Vaya'riveka, we read it this morning, Vaya'achilcha Saman, which means that Hashem afflicted you, He made you hungry, and He fed you the month. Now you can understand that different ways. You can understand that to mean that you were hungry, so you needed the month, so Hashem provided you with the month. But the Chachamim explained that actually the month was considered to be hungry food. Michael am eiravon, meaning that the month made the Jews left them hungry. It left them hungry, meaning they were very hungry in the desert. Hashem, Hashem fed them the month, and they were left hungry. How can that be? How could it be that the man left them hungry? I mean, perhaps it was like this way, that it was so good that it, that it whetted their appetite that they should want more and more and more of it, more from the chef, more from the, who's the chef? It was God, right? Um, that, uh, that it left them hungry. Uh, or the PJ said that it... Um, An adrenaline rush, basically. So one of the simple explanations are, because we all know there was a huge difference between the experience of eating the man um, than any other food. Normally, the way we live in this world is that every food has, has its taste. Meaning you can take a piece, of, a piece of steak or a piece of meat, a meat and make it taste different ways based on the way it's cooked, based on the way it's marinated, based on the chef, etc. Smoking it. But at the end of the day, there's a limited amount of tastes that a certain piece of meat can have. And when you go and eat it, you got that taste. You may want to, to eat it again, but you feel like you got something. There's something that you, that, you, that, you could, that you were expecting, or maybe you weren't expecting, but you got it. You got a certain, because it's limited to have a certain taste. The man was unique, that it, that it uh, we know, was subject to any taste. It didn't have a specific taste, because it was heavenly food. And food that comes from heaven doesn't have the same limitation than food that comes from, from down here, that's man-made. When it's man-made, it's limited to the taste the person put in it. So a person, a food that comes from heaven, isn't limited to any taste. And because of that, when a person eats it, as much as they may have tasted a certain form of it, and they may have experienced it in a certain way, all it does is whet their appetite for more. Because when it's food from heaven, you know, and a person feels, I only got so little of it. <clears throat> and I, I got so little of it that, are, that, that it's impossible that, there's, that, there's, that this is all there is. And the person feels that there's so much more. 
right? We know one of the differences between man and regular food is regular food causes cause the person to, to go to the bathroom. But in the desert, they didn't have to go to the bathroom. Why? Because there was no waste. There was no waste. They didn't go to the bathroom the whole time in the month, the whole desert. It didn't, it didn't cause them, there was no waste in it. There was no, there was no psilis. They had to eat the poultry when they complained about the oh, Okay. Um, the, um, the man, the man um, it's because it was heavenly bread that there was no, there was nothing, <coughs> there was no waste in it, there was no limitation in it. It was pure and heavenly. So heavenly, the bakery they have here it was very heavenly. We even know what it was. The Torah describes what it was, but to a point. I Meaning, even the description doesn't tell us what it was. You have to have been there to experience it. What's the hat to been there? What's the hashtag? HTB. What? The Torah says that it was it was like kitzapichus. The Torah gives interesting description for it. A loaf, no? No. Um, but the, so the same way it is with food, right? Like you said, Torah, it's the same with wisdom and with knowledge and with, uh, in general in life. There's certain, um, uh, uh, you, there's some people, I've met these people, people that, that have a lot of money, people that um, have accomplished in their business or whatever industry they're in, and they say like, some, some of these people say like, what more is there to life, right? I got everything. Like, I, I learned the game. Like, I know what it means, to, I know how to make money. I know how to multiply my money. Um, so like, like what, what else is there to life? And when it comes to the physical world and physical pleasure and, and the physical experience, yes, a person can sometimes end with such a feeling that they're satisfied. They're not hungry anymore. They're not hungry anymore because, because what else is there? They got, what, they got what life, what, the best of the world. Right? They've been to the Bahamas, they've been to the, to the Bermuda, and they've been to every other South Caribbean. France. And they've been to, yeah, to, what's it, to, to Spain, to Ibiza. They've been to everywhere. What, what else, what more is there? Um, and sometimes a person is left with such a feeling um, as a result of the physical experience. But the moment a person taps into their soul, a person taps into spirituality, a person taps into God's wisdom, over there, not only is it, does it go on and on and there's no limitation, but it leaves a person hungry. Because the, the more you get of it, the more you realize how much more there is. And the more you feel like there's so much more here, that it goes on and on and on and on, because it's out of this world. <clears throat> um, and so the moment a person tastes spirituality, it whets their appetite to more spirituality, to realize how much there is outside of this experience that we have here, that we need to make a part of our experience. And this is the man. This is why it's considered hungry food and it's not a negative thing. It wasn't that the Jews were left hungry. They had plenty of food. It was the type of food that left them hungry. And we need to in our life, if we feel sometimes too satisfied and we feel like, what else is there to life? I don't see anything more. I don't see light at the end of the tunnel. I don't see... Um, I, I don't, you, but that means that a person hasn't really opened... Empty. A person hasn't opened the spiritual doors. You're feeling very satisfied. You're probably exactly. A person that, no, that's true. And exactly what we're saying. That a person may be very full of this physical pleasure and physical life. Rand's not here. <laughs> but, they, but they haven't opened their spirit, the doors of their soul. And this is what Hashem was t- is teaching us with the man and in the desert. And in the, in the parsha. And Moshe was telling the Jewish people that Hashem um, gave them hungry food. That Hashem gave them food, but it left them hungry. And we need, to, we need to learn how to open our spiritual doors, open the doors of our soul, and allow ourselves to get a taste of spirituality, to get a taste of Hashem, of, of godliness. 
and that will hopefully open us up to realize how much more there is and to make us go on and on. And you, have, you, you do meet people like that sometimes. People that are always in search for something and they feel like they never got it. And these are people that usually are very into, they feel like they're longing for something. They feel like, and it's because it's their soul. Their soul inside of them is triggering them to want to look for something. They may not know what they're looking for. And they may keep on looking because they'll find it, they'll think they're finding it in other places, but they'll never find it. To see what's not right exactly. Until eventually right. they open the doors of their soul of their own neshama, they realize how much the, the wisdom and the, the um, spirituality and the fulfillment that exists in, in Judaism, in Torah, in Jewish philosophy. Um, and this is what the soul longs for, and it creates um, a feeling in them to want more. To the point where the, we know, Kalesa Nefesh, there's this concept that's happened to people. How do you get to that point, the modern where, where, their, where their, their soul can even leave their body because they want so much that they want to get out of their body. And it's because the, when you open the doors of your soul, it just goes on and on and on. So, um, yeah, it's time to, to tap into the spiritual experience. So, you start by, it starts by um, uh, allowing yourself to look past the physical, physical things. Is it, is it, to ignore physical things for a minute. And, and then to open your eyes, to open your mind to Torah. Open your mind to Torah. To Chesidus. The way to do it is to learn Chesidus. That's the bottom line. Just open your eyes, basically. You yeah, have to so open your eyes, open your mind. Exactly. It's on your own. We all know. You have to open your mind. You have to pay attention. You have to allow yourself... Tanya, that's true. It's all about that.